0: Had a bit of a scare against Chile first up. Um, we actually only won last play of the game. We went we would line out with ten yards from our own line and went I don't think we only had maybe two rooks and went ninety meters and scored to we were drawing twelve all at the time and we won. So that was more of a relief to get through that.
1: Hello and welcome to episode number 24 of For Fit's Sake, the podcast brought to you by FS Gyms. This week, myself and Rudds are joined by Sevens rugby superstar, Terry Kennedy. Terry, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, not too bad. Thanks for having me.
1: Congratulations on uh, going back-to-back, winning the Grand Prix. Was it last week?
0: Uh, Yeah, it was literally just the weekend gone, so uh, we were over in Lutz in Poland and yeah, so it went. Went well, went well, thankfully.
1: Fantastic win. And Ruds, you and Terry obviously know each other from your uh, your days up at Mary's.
2: Yeah, Terry's played with Mary's the last couple of years. Um, I don't really know too much about him. He's never that, that f- close to me on the rugby pitch when we were playing, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, no, um, Terry was on the wing. I was in hitting rucks and maybe standing around a lot.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. But sure, yeah. that's that's a huge part of um, Terry's game in sevens. Obviously, very physically, you have to be fairly well-rounded. Rudds you had an illustrious sevens career for a while there.
2: I did. I scored a try in front of uh, Shane Lowry. That's my claim to fame.
1: That was in Kinsale. Were you playing that year, Terry?
0: I wasn't, no. I think I played the year after.
1: That was... Jesus, that's a long time ago. That was uh, you Did you chip? Yeah. T- Rudz, talk us through try quickly. Come on. Everyone's uh, here, Terry, but this is worthwhile.
2: I don't think I actually scored it, but I was running down... <laughs> I got the ball. You did score. I remember no, I was there. No, I don't think I did. I think I passed it someone just before the line. Okay. Two low on. But I was... Anyway, got the ball, good bit out. Gap opened up. Started running. Thought I'd get caught. Ran, panicked, and then uh, booted the ball as hard as I could from the halfway line and uh, over a fella and chased it. And I managed to gather it about 10 yards from the line and then someone tackled me into touch. But as I went in, I popped it up to Tulo, and I remember just standing up and being greeted by the lightning bolts. Throwing uh, beer all over you. Throwing beer and drinking beer pong. (laughs) uh, And uh, Gav had his... um, like gopro and a selfie stick shoving it in my face we haven't done the story um, justice at all rhodes Rhodes got the ball on his own 22 beat two
1: fellas little dink over the top got the bounce silky out the back offload you could have sexied that up big time rhodes but uh
2: (laughs) Uh, to be honest there wasn't much thought put into it it was one of those ones where you just like you completely just go on instinct and i kicked it as hard as i could uh just because i knew i wouldn't gas you man and uh he was I afraid he was running yeah, away he, <laughs> he ran I, away. just ran over uh, so obviously that's kind of
1: good because it touches on the first thing we want to talk about which is like the big differences between sevens and fifteens obviously Terry you're playing fifteens with Mary's when you're in and out of camp and then playing sevens what, what in your opinion from playing both sports currently what, what are the big differences between the two
0: Um, obviously fitness is massive like so in terms of sevens it's all about having that sort of aerog- aerobic um, fitness to keep going and then also from playing on the wing in terms of 15s you might not have that many involvements in the game obviously trying to get as many as you can but in sevens you're constantly involved whether it's tackling passing catching the ball trying to beat a man rocking you're always doing something you're always moving so there's not really much time to think about things and you just kind of have to you have to be on top of things at all stages, just to be honest
1: and does that change much then with your training like when you, when you're in camp are you much more focused non-aerobic condition or how does how are the big differences
0: um yeah it would yeah so there's there's quite a difference between 15s and sevens training in terms of just the amount of running load so all the drills in 15 it's would be like obviously you'd be running line outs you'd be running moves all that sort of thing where sevens is more off the cuff and it's building that fitness through drills as opposed to just just straight running the odd time obviously now you do a fitness sessions but uh, a lot of it's through drills
2: in terms of, I've listened to a few of the guys from the Welsh 17 team talking about their training, and they were guys who were involved with the Ospreys and the Blues, and they were talking about the difference between the, their training sessions. with. Um, it was in the lead-up to the World Cup compared to what they were doing from the 15s, and they were just saying that the sevens training is so, so much harder for, you know, say that hour in terms of your fitness demands.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like in 15s, you can kind of get away with... <laughs> Just going through the session and, and getting it done. Whereas in sevens, it's kind of don't really uh, hold back at all. So if you're if you're not working hard, you're going to be exposed in training. And obviously the purpose of that is that you work really hard in training so that when you come to matches, you're able to, you're able to play at that intensity. But yeah, it's the the training sessions are tough, um, but enjoyable at the same time. Yeah.
2: Do you think that's down to like less moving parts in the game because if you think of 15s you've got to cover in a week your set piece work your first phase your phase play there's there's so much to cover whereas sevens obviously it's a shorter game but as well there is well for me looking on the outside there's less to it in terms of you know areas of the game you got yeah. to work on do you think that that's part of it as well because on your 15s week you've got to make sure you've got you know your starter plays your exit plays your all those things yeah. covered so there's not as much room maybe to do a yeah
0: lot. yeah 100 percent um obviously in 15s you have a lot more structures in sevens there still is structures in place but there obviously isn't the same sort of set piece plays that you do off line outs and scrums that you would in 15s that you have to perfect because they're such a big part of the game nowadays um so sevens yeah you've a lot more time to just actually just practice playing as opposed to pra- practicing the structures and set plays
1: Obviously then under fatigue is probably a huge part of that because I like from watching Sevens being a big fan of Sevens and playing Sevens for a couple of years like it's everything is done under fatigue well it seems to be when you're playing yeah. obviously that's coming from where we're not playing Sevens all the time but every time you're playing if it's a line if it's a scrum you're always gasping by the time you get there so is that something that you're replicating your, your training that intensity all the time to function under fatigue
0: yeah a lot of it would to be honest um so a lot of training you would be gassed doing and so you're, you're trying to get your breath back and they're jogging you through the next drill and they're trying to keep the coach they're constantly keeping up the tempo trying to get lads right next one next one let's play because in matches the refs are doing the same like as in it's not like 15s where if there's a line out you can walk to it yeah. take 30 seconds make a call or whatever and it all sort of calms down in sevens the refs are told to speed up the game and they constantly encourage you to keep going like as in if someone's taking too long on a kickoff or throw or like throw into a line out the refs will be telling them to hurry up and yeah so it's in training we kind of have to replicate that and coaches do a good job of keeping us on our toes and obviously like sevens in ireland
1: is still you know relatively in its infancy it's obviously developed a lot over the last couple of years have you seen much of a a difference over the last few years in or, or even where your, the Irish rugby is getting its big influences from within sevens. Do you take a lot from other teams or other cultures on the tour?
0: Um yeah, a bit. Um so we've we haven't changed too much in terms of our philosophy. Um but yeah, you're constantly looking at other teams like South Africa's Fiji's, who are the best in the world, and looking at what they do well and looking at ways to improve our game based on that. But um yeah, we play to our strengths and then obviously take yeah, you look at them and you take things, you see from watching even the world series you can see what the good players do well and take things from that and hopefully yeah try and implement it into your game
2: what are some of those things that you notice so for yourself when you're watching the world series what what are the things you're looking at as a player that you'd like to model yourself on um
0: yeah so fiji are kind of different because they they <laughs> just throw the ball around and they play like no one else does so they're quite they, they'd be very difficult to replicate but um but someone like south africa um they're such a physical team and they just work so hard for each other and we have, our new head of athletic performance was the South African SNC for uh, for the last 10 years so he's brought a, brought a really good um, atmosphere into, into our training camp and stuff that keeps driving the tempo and you look at them and you can see the way they work for each other and yeah, we try and replicate it like in defence, they hunt for each other like dogs like and that's what we kind of, we try and replicate and try and bring our own style to it but um, but yeah, like our, our attack always kind of looks after itself. But defensively, South Africa are probably the best in the world. And we I, I watch them and just, just notice how good they are at, like, say, making a tackle, getting straight back up to their feet, getting back in the game and working for each other. And yeah, try and, try and implement a bit of that into my game.
2: Without giving away too many secrets, you said that the new head of athletic performance from South Africa, like what exactly are you doing there to to get people to work harder in defense or improve the work rate in defense
0: a lot of it's just communication like just chat so if someone's not working hard get onto them just get up off the ground like so say if i'm in behind a rock as um in defense and someone's just made a tackle i'm shouting at them to get on their feet and he's kind of brought that in just constant work rate and even the training he's great just encouraging lads to keep going if, if someone's struggling he will he'll literally you'll see it and he'll he'll call people out and he'll in a, in a nice way now but he'll just get people back working. just say um, and then in matches yeah we try and do the same so if you see someone that's struggling a bit just get in their ear because you know a bit of encouragement makes a big difference like when you're struggling
1: that's the thing if it's encouragement I suppose it's like it's constructive you're you're all pursuing the one goal and when you buy into that of a sense of encouragement instead of just getting on a guy's case for the sake yeah, of it 100%. but like that I find that carries over so much from training even what you see in the gym here we're kind of like it's very similar to the way we'd coach like if we see people are kind of struggling not necessarily intentionally but halfway through a session if they feel like they're drifting off a little it, it's amazing the power just a gentle bit of encouragement or some kind of positive reinforcement yeah. can make and, and help them get through a session
0: everyone needs it at some stage like where if someone's struggling at one at uh, one part of a training it could be you in 10 minutes time so we all try and encourage each other to keep going and yeah it's, it's all in like good faith like in terms of it's all constructive no, no one really gives out to each other because like what doesn't really do too much good like so it would all be pretty positive and yeah it's just about uh, making it good for the team like
2: in terms of talking us through your weights week or your conditioning week what would a typical game week as in tournament week look like and then uh, what would a typical like off-season kind of conditioning week look like for you guys
0: yeah so last week we we had a tournament there in Poland just a couple of days ago so on the Monday we had gym in the morning and then a pitch session in the afternoon then on the tuesday we had two pitch sessions morning and afternoon on the wednesday we had two pitch sessions morning and afternoon and then we traveled thursday captain's run friday played saturday sunday so it's it's pretty intense in terms of in terms of pitch sessions obviously that's five pitch sessions plus captain's run plus a tournament so it's a lot a lot on the legs but like kind of needs to be done because it prepares you for the for the tournament then we had obviously of the travel day and the captain's run on thursday friday so you have a couple of days to kind of recover where it's not too heavy before the tournament um and then you just try and so what i i'd mainly do say if we weren't playing a tournament then it wouldn't change too much as in you'd have the weekend off and yeah you might do say five pitch sessions on a gym session sometimes you might have a weekend camp where you'd have double days but whenever i have a bit of time off that's when i try and get most of my gym done because you, obviously you're doing two pitch, pitch sessions a day you can't really do gym on top of that so say if i did have that monday tuesday wednesday might take thursday off and then friday saturday sunday i'd go pretty hard at the gym to try and get those sessions in
2: and in terms of your conditioning in the gym what are you like are you focusing on a mixture of strength and power size or you kind of do you have different priorities as players um,
0: yeah, it doesn't it doesn't vary too much now. Um there is a bit of a power element, like there's a lot of cleans, um, even like explosive jammer press, things like that, box jumps, but a lot of it is just normal strength based exercises, so your normal compound movements and then anytime there is sort of like this week we've an off week, so there'll probably be um so he'll send out a schedule now to us and we'll get We'd normally do like a watt bike session or a rower session, and then potentially one or two running sessions, and then yeah, just get your gym in. So a lot of it's total body stuff. So you'd have maybe a squat, bench, um, maybe a row, and then pull ups, something like that, and then kind of in the off weeks is where you do like say a full lower body session or and then upper body session stuff. But yeah, a lot of it's just um just total body with cleans to start and then bit of lower body bit of upper body
2: that makes sense in terms of when you got that much training load if you did like a full lower body or you did a full upper body you might end up with more muscle soreness take you longer to recover from whereas a total body sessions you're ticking all the boxes you need but you might not be as sore so you could train the next day better and it's not taking as much out of you
0: yeah exactly that's kind of it just get a bit of a stimulus in and kind of keep taking over but yeah that's like i said if you did a full lower body session obviously your legs would be pretty sore now for a few for a couple of days and training and then that could potentially lead to injuries and stuff so i think that's the idea behind it just kind of get something done but just keep taking over more so than actually you're not it's more in the off season where you would be building muscle and such you're just trying to maintain
1: and, and how important is your the recovery then when you're talking exactly like that training week coming in like a lot of running, then you're going into a competition. Is obviously you see when you're watching it on Sky, you see the guys when you're in your kind of team rooms, training rooms, a lot of kind of stretching, a lot of foam rolling, um, like what what kind of key strategies do you use to keep you as sharp as possible?
0: Yeah, so recovery is huge. Um, some guys be like it varies for each each individual. Um, I just like to get like in, especially like in between matches or I say after training and stuff. I just like to get my off my feet, so lie down and getting food in is huge so we have to obviously because you're running so much you're burning so many calories you have to get that you have to get those calories back in so you're trying to say as soon as you finish the session you're trying to get as much in as possible in that evening so that you're recovered by the time the training starts the next day and then in between matches it's, it's so important because obviously if you're running on empty you're, you're going to be struggling so as soon as we come in from the match they're on to us about getting shakes in getting bananas getting, then going up for a meal uh, if you have time now and it varies for each person in terms of how much they're going to eat because you obviously don't want to be too full but you you need you need fuel in the system Like,
1: Is there a huge variance within the team then what guys do because we've talked to us before Rudds about uh, kind of pre-training nutrition a lot of people ask those questions about coming in and in the morning some people like to train fasted. some people need food like is there a big variance within the squad and what guys like to do
0: Um, yeah there'd be a decent variance like um, so some guys some of the bigger lads actually probably wouldn't need to eat as much because they they carry more weight and they, they don't burn as many calories whereas I'd need to get as much food as possible into me just to kind of keep my weight up because when you're training so much, your weight you do see your weight starting to go down, so you have to keep on top of the, mm. top of it, so you're not losing too much weight, and your and then water as well. You're um you're sweating so much, um but yeah, there's a there's a good variation. So some lads would would just especially in, in tournaments, some lads would prefer just to snack on bars and bananas and shakes and things like that. Where some lads would prefer to actually have a meal like pasta or rice or chicken and all all that sort of stuff, and yeah, it's just kind of. Working out whatever whatever suits best for you. Like
2: I've worked with a few uh, sevens players and touch players, um, on their nutrition and training and with tournaments, it is exactly that. It is a case if you have to be getting enough fuel in to meet the demands of the tournament, but also individual variants of what do you feel you could go and perform on? Because some people, if they eat a full meal, they're gonna feel sick. They're gonna have a stitch, or at yeah. the very least, they're gonna be. It's gonna be in their head. So then they're going out and doing it. So like for those people using a liquid meal or using, like you said, bars or bananas or something like that, where it's mm-hmm. carbohydrate dense to at least give them the fuel to go again. Um, but then other people eat a full meal, not a bother, go yeah, play a match yeah. 20 minutes later. yeah. And I think it is a big part of it is trying to figure out what works for you. Um, and then, like, you get enough cracks at it to be able to refine that. I'd say you have it fairly down yourself. Exactly, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, our sevens tournaments were generally a heap of points on the Friday, <laughs> late night chipper, and then get up the next morning, box of Jaffa cakes, and hit the pitch again. That, that's kind of what we did, I think, Rudz.
2: Yeah, and that's why we're not playing for Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never will. Yeah. When, I, when I was growing up in Wales, um, a good few of my mates would have played four Wales sevens and like one of the things that they used to say they loved about it was the fact that they got to travel. So they were going to Dubai, they were going to uh, Las Vegas, they were going to all these places um, yeah. that you might not be able to get to go. Is that one of the things you really love about the Sevens?
0: Yeah, it's classic. Even so, this year, we've been to so many places, and yeah, places exactly that you might not... End- have gone if you hadn't gone with sevens you might never have gone so even in January we went to Uruguay and Chile in South America and there are places that I probably would have never ended up going yeah. Um. had it not been for the sevens and then you go to some class places like we went to Dubai Hong Kong is so cool and then with the World Cup there in San Francisco places like that so yeah there's so many cool places and then you're getting there probably like a week before the tournament especially when they're far away you want to get out there early just kind of um kind of acclimatized to it and yeah you get you get a couple of days to go around and see a good bit of the city which is which is pretty cool um because there's so many different cultures and they're so different that, than here like especially far far away from here um and yeah it's so interesting to see
1: does seven seems like is it, does it seem like more of a global game when you go to places exactly like you're saying slightly less traveled where rugby mightn't be you know the cornerstone of their sporting community is, is there a, a kind of generally a better acceptance to sevens as a game than fifteens
0: yeah because um, sevens is probably played seriously by more by more teams than fifteens in terms of internationally like yeah. if the likes of say like China and like Uruguay and stuff that in fifteens yeah they play it seriously but their sevens would probably take preference almost because of there's a higher chance of them say getting onto the World Series and and being able to do it than than in the 15s but yeah you go to places like Hong Kong and like obviously that's full of expats and stuff but like it's it's incredible Hong Kong 7's probably the best I've ever played in in terms of the atmosphere and how much they just love it out there like so so cool to play that
1: kind of leads me on to some of the questions that I got when we kind of asked told people that you were coming on and exactly one of those what's the best tournament that, you, that you've you ever played in was it would it be hong kong
0: yeah hong kong hong kong is different level so we on the so hong kong is friday saturday sunday it's three-day tournament and we played when we arrived on the saturday we our match our first match was at nine something or whatever and as we were going up to the stadium so st- we might have been going at half seven and there's crowds of people like walking up Fancy dress, beers in hand. Unreal. Um, because in Hong Kong, there's there's the south stand, which is like the party stand. Yeah. And apparently on the Saturday, if you're not there before half seven, eight o'clock, uh, it, o- it only opens at nine, I think. But you have to queue up beforehand because it's kind of a one-in, one-out system. So okay. if it's full, it's full. So people are there since seven, eight in the morning, queuing up um, drinking away. So it's some crack because you're kind of... Like you'd expect people to be crawling out of bed at that stage, yeah, if they're yeah. already well on their way. They're nearly
1: crawling back into it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And then another question, like so I'll just kind of rattle through these quickly. If you wanna, I won't say one-word answers. You can flesh them out a little. But the yeah. best
0: opponent you've ever played against? Um, who would be the best opponent?
1: Big year this year, playing like you know, World Cup playing. Yeah. Like, huge,
0: um, huge. Like there's some pretty special individuals for Fiji. Um, you had the likes of Jerry Tuai, Ronnie Sow. Um, even Tui Sova Radradra played in. They both played in London and in the World Cup for Fiji, and they're pretty incredible. Like in terms of the, like athletes, so they're big, they're fast, they're strong, and then they can throw off loads. Like, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I reckon one of the Fijians, anyway.
1: And the uh, best press guy you've ever played with? Um,
0: it's hard to say, like. So, Don't want to be dogging your current teammates, yeah, so it's to get you in a bit of trouble. So there's different styles. You've you've some of the forwards who put in hard yards and work away for the team, and then you have speeches on the outside that are finishing tries. Probably get more of the credit um, than the forwards do. But but I, yeah, I cu- I couldn't pick out one to be honest. Uh, so diplomatic. Am I, am you know I, he's a
1: Mary's man. My God. Am I, I, I get in a bit of trouble. I'll, I'll, I'll move on.
0: I'll move on. <laughs> uh, then, but uh, best try you've ever scored. Um. I don't know about best because I've obviously some tries, and but probably my favourite try was well one of them anyway was in Twickenham this year against Fiji. We got we actually got beaten quite well in the match. It was in the semi final and of the World Series, but um in front of fifty thousand in Twickenham, and got the ball about fifty or sixty meters out and just. Had to tear down the left wing, but yeah, it was pretty pretty special scoring in front of that many people and just the crowd going nuts, so that was cool. Um And then the in the, then in the World Cup as well, scoring against Australia was pretty pretty good. And yeah, so a couple of a couple of kind of not so much my best tries, but more favourite yeah, tries. Yeah,
1: yeah. To- talk us through what the World Cup was like. I imagine that was an incredible experience.
0: Yeah, the World Cup was so cool. So it was basically it was in AT and T Park, which is a baseball stadium. Cool, and yeah. they they reworked it into a rugby pitch and a rugby stadium, so uh, that was incredible. Like, because the the crowd are all kind of on one side of the pitch almost, and then the noise is madness. But uh, it's like on I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's on like the it's on like the um, the port. So like in baseball, this home runs hit and they land in the water. Okay. but like so you're pulling up and one side's a massive sand and then on the other side is the water like so uh, yeah and that was just full like as soon as we arrived in San Fran the World Cup was huge like everyone was talking about it everywhere there were signs for it everywhere and yeah it was massive playing
1: taking it all to the next level yeah it it looked amazing like well done obviously uh, incredible result for you guys
0: in the end yeah Yeah, so uh, so we played that and we had a bit of a scare against Chile first up Um, we actually only won last play of the game we went, we had line out with 10 yards from our own line and went, I don't think we only had maybe two rooks and went 90 metres and scored to, we were drawing 12 all at the time and we won so that was more of a relief to get through that and then then we played South Africa who obviously won the World Series so they're best in the world at the moment and yeah they, they kind of put us away, we, uh, we thought we let ourselves down a bit in that match so we came back then, that was the first day, and then on day two we came back and played Kenya, who were a really strong team. They've gone so well over the last couple of years, won a couple of legs on the World Series, and we knew that was going to be a really physical match, really tough, and thankfully thankfully we played, we saved some of our best rugby for that and got through that, and we beat them, which was a really big result, and then went to day three and played Wales and beat them. who We've played Wales a lot, so we have a lot... And it's always 50-50 who yeah. wins that one. Um. So, thankfully we came through on the right side. And then we played Australia then in the trophy final and we played really well. That was probably our best match. And, yeah, thankfully we won it. So.
1: Yeah, it was an incredible game. Uh, like how, how do you, just kind of, before we sort of move on to the 7s team quiz, which Ruds is definitely going to struggle with, <laughs> uh, like, when you're like you've kind of talked about what you're, the difference with your training weeks you've talked about recovery you've talked about kind of stuff like now what happens now in terms of just like are you left to your own devices as such or are you still part of the training group in terms of keeping yourself fit and on top of your training how do you maintain that level throughout kind of the off season as such
0: yeah so it's it's not really too much of an off season after the world cup we had a few weeks off where we actually a few of us or well a lot of most of the team stayed on in America and we had a bit of a holiday together and that was great fun but then we've been back training the last three weeks then for the Poland tournament and then we have this week off and then we're back into it like so you're trying you have the odd week off here and there so you've, you might be in for say six or seven weeks then have a week off but you're open to it's it's kind of into our season now so all year round you, yes you don't really have to keep on top of it too much yourself because you're training the whole time You've maybe a couple of weeks off at Christmas and then playing tournaments and yeah it's all year round so you're working away and then the ultimate goal is we're playing in hong kong in april and unfortunately this year we missed out we lost japan in semi-final but the goal is to win that and qualify for the world series for next year so it's all sort of building towards that and then we qualified from winning poland there which qualified for the london and paris legs of the world series which we played in last year as the invitational team and yeah we're in it again this year which would be great playing again beating
1: England as well in that last yeah. year yeah. yeah phenomenal
0: to come third into Wickelobe, So that was that was pretty special like.
1: alright so on to the probably worst quiz in sports entertainment Ruds <laughs> uh, we're going to come up with a like a sevens running themed sort of forfeit for this here. you can just give us whatever your kind of standard Mankey thing that you do At the end of training Is all the time uh, Right So three questions uh, We give the if you, if you get it wrong Or you don't know it, you get a chance To pass to the other person In time So we'll start with We'll start with you Rudds Because it's not really Your area of expertise um, Who are the reigning uh, Sevens World Cup Champions Rudds
2: South Africa New Zealand <laughs> Rudds
1: Silly <laughs> Rudds Okay One nil to Terry This could be over Before we even know it I've got to look for the slightly more difficult uh, questions for you, Terry, to be honest. <laughs> um, bam, 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 bam. Uh, in what country
0: did Sevens originate, Terry? Um, I actually know this one because I played a turn- an invitational tournament in, a- in Melrose in Scotland. And, He's even got uh, the town ruds. Yeah, so that's, that's how okay, I know yeah, that. Yeah,
1: in one. Scotland, right? 2 0. Okay, uh, back to Rudds. Rudds better get this right, or at least <laughs> just start shouting so he can't uh, take the steal off you. Okay, Rudds. Um, let me see. Ooh, uh, who is the leading try scorer of all time on the HSBC World 7s series? Tries, now, not points. William Ryder. We will pass the question over. <laughs> that,
2: was good, that was a good shout. Maybe 10 years ago, you might have been with um,
0: I'm trying to think. I've definitely seen it before. Um... He's, he's, is it he a Bellas and No
1: it is not No It's Dan Norton
0: Oh Norton Yeah I yeah, known, You should have got that To be honest I should have known that uh,
1: Okay back to Okay right let me see Who is the leading Female uh, Of all time In sevens Tries scored Oh um, Oh uh, Portia Woodman Oh Rods 3-0 that was always going to happen
2: <laughs> she's the New Zealand girl yeah yeah, yeah. yeah she's incredible animal, yeah.
1: animal. Uh, okay right that was like literally hammered rudds. well done Terry, well <laughs> Terry. The, the fact that you got Melrose was good with the town and everything uh, <laughs> any ideas off Tophead what, what are you going to make Ruds do for his fitness forfeit Um alright just manky that you do in training the whole time like her our-
0: um, there's some running sessions that are pretty tough, but they're more they're more long more than anything sort of real. I reckon something on the assault bike could be could be good. Yeah, we can we can
1: <laughs> we'll give you a chance to kinda of come up with something over the next uh, few days and you can yeah. send the on an Instagram He gets into <laughs> He loves horrible monkey stuff. it if you good for your Martin training roads, give I'm you some l- long running, that could yeah. that could be handy. Yeah, yeah you could do running
0: Yeah, uh,
1: Terry, thanks a million for coming in, we appreciate it. You're so busy kind of at the minute with everything going on. Uh, what's what's on the immediate horizon so you've talked about sort of Hong Kong in April, what's um, happening next few weeks for you guys?
0: Yeah, so next few weeks just training away and then we we have a tournament in Chester, in England, in about four weeks' time, and then there's one in Spain and one in Dubai. That's before Christmas, and then, then after Christmas, for Hong Kong. I think there's San Diego and Cape Town. So
1: some terrible parts of the world to go and see. <laughs> yeah, lucky boy. Uh, we're all fairly jealous. Listen, Terry. Best luck with everything. Thanks for, Thanks for, me for joining us. having
0: me. Cheers.